Hello there, folks. This is Hunter Tier. I hope you are all doing very well during this pandemic. And I was asked by Matt Wheeler to prepare something for you guys. And I do believe I have something. Whether it's good or not will be up to you. But I hope it does help. Um, this lesson, whenever you were listening to it, will be less than ordinary. I'm going to be teaching less and more so just talking and sharing a thought I believe God gave to me. As I was preparing for this lesson, I began thinking on things to talk about in this time of a global pandemic and all things associated with it. I began thinking on the church and how it affects us as a group and the setbacks we as a church may come against. The thought that kept coming to my mind was distractions and how oftentimes our relationships with God And the growth of that relationship is often hindered because of distractions. But throughout the week, the topic of distractions, although important, didn't seem like the most vital part to me. So as I sat down and began writing distractions, or where my mind was brought to, because distractions, although important to discuss, aren't the root of the issue. They are simply a byproduct of something more serious. And that is our reason why. Why do we serve God? Why do we want a relationship with Him? Why do we want to live our lives in accordance to His Word? This question, why, may seem simple, but in fact, if you can't answer it, then the chances of you living a life for Him is almost non-existent. Because if you can't answer why, then when the devil comes to you with temptation and asks, why not, you won't have an answer for him. Now, there are plenty plenty of reasons the question why can be answered there's plenty things we can put in that blank such as romans 12 and 2 and be not conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of god or we can go to james 1 2 through 4 my brethren Count it all joy when you fall into divers' temptation, knowing this, that trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. I do not have your specific answer today, although there's plenty of scriptures we can go into of why we should live for God, why we should serve Him, why we shouldn't sin, why we shouldn't turn away. There's plenty of things we could seek in Scripture and feel that necessary question in. But I believe the answer must come from within and from discussion with God. And although I do not have your answer today, I don't have the answer that is going to hold you tight during storms, through valleys, and over the mountains. The reason why, when everything around you grows tough and weary on your body and mind, that is the answer we must all seek. Because our eternity is dependent on us serving God, and that is most easily done when we know our why. What I can give you today, though, is a glimpse into my life and relationship with God. Why, no matter what. Through my failures and shortcomings, through my setbacks, through 
everything I've done and had done to me and faced, I've never not wanted to live for God or serve Him. My heart was never turned cold to Him. Guilt and condemnation never left, nor did my desire to have my life align with His purpose. I go to 1 Corinthians 13, 4-7 oftentimes. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no recording of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. You see, what I found is that if you replace a lot of that with God, your scripture becomes, God is patient, God is kind, he does not envy, he does not boast, he is not proud, he does not dishonor others, he is not self-seeking, he is not easily angered, he keeps no record of wrongs, God does not delight in evil rejoices with truth. He always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. My why is the love I have for him and the love he has for me. Through every trial and difficulty in my life, the one thing I've come to realize that is never left and never will is his love for me. And my love for him. What better way can I show my love for him than serving him and living my life for him to the best of my ability? My why is love. I want to serve him because I love him. Because he loves me. No matter what shakes in this world, no matter how unsteady life gets, the one thing you can always count on is the amount of love you can give God. And the amount of love God will give you. There's no other variables you can control in your life. There's no other variables I can control in my life. But what I can control and what makes love my why is the amount of love I give God and the amount of love He gives me in return. Because He can only give me the amount of love that I give Him. The relationship grows the more I give to Him. No matter what shakes in this world, no matter how unsteady life gets, the one thing I can do is trust His love will never fail me. It'll never let me go. It'll never turn a blind eye to me. And it makes my wife so much more easily trusted and believed in for myself. Love is actually so important, he created a new commandment in John 13 and 34, saying, A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you. It was so important to God that he, Jesus created a new commandment for us to love one another. As I'm wrapping up this short thought I will leave you with one last thought Luke 22 gives us the story of Peter's denial of Christ Luke 22 31-34 says and the Lord said Simon Simon behold Satan hath desired you he's talking about Simon Peter here 
Satan has desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. And he said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee. This is Peter speaking. Both into prison and to death. And he said, I tell thee, Peter, the cock shall not crow this day before that thou shalt thrice, that means three, deny that thou knowest me. Later on in this scripture comes the time in which Peter denies Christ. And I'll skip ahead of that real quick. Luke 22, 54 through 62. Then took them and led him. This is a group of people taking uh, uh, Jesus away. Uh, then took them and led him and brought him into the high priest's house. And Peter followed afar off. Afar off. You see, things, trouble comes when we start following God afar off. When we start distancing ourselves from God. That's just a little side note. And when they had kindled a fire in the midst of the hall and were set down together, Peter sat down among them. Watch the crowd you sit beside. Verse 56, but a certain maid beheld him as he sat by the fire and earnestly looked upon him and said, this man was also with him. This man was also with God. And Peter said, no, woman, I know him not. Verse 58, and after a little while, another man saw him and said, thou art also of them. And Peter said, man, I am not. You guys are crazy. Verse 59, and about the space of one hour after another confidently affirmed, saying, Of a truth, this fellow also was with him, for he is a Galilean. So three people said, You are a man of God. You were with Jesus. And Peter said for the final time, Man, I knowest not what thou sayest. And immediately, while yet he spake, the cock crew. And the Lord turned and looked upon Peter. God turned and looked at Peter as he denied him for the third time. And Peter remembered the word of the Lord. How he had said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And Peter went out and wept bitterly. Peter failed God. He denied Jesus and created a separation from him. But that's not the most incredible part of this story. And the incredible part was... After he denied him, Jesus was killed and rose. Jesus was having dinner with Peter. And in scripture it goes, So when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto him, Yeah, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. He saith to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter answers a second time, Yeah, Lord, thou knowest I love thee. A third time, Jesus asks Peter, Peter, do you love me? Peter 
who he felt grieved. Why, why would you ask me this a third time? He goes, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, Feed my sheep. Now we see in the scripture, Peter broke off from relationship with God by denying him three times. But restoration came from the acknowledgement of Peter's love for Jesus. Peter was restored in scripture through love, through the acknowledgement of his love for God. See, though Peter failed God, though he failed Jesus, Jesus knew Peter loved him. Jesus knew though Peter failed him and turned away, he would come back through love. He wouldn't turn away and turn to the world, but he would come back to love. Now, what I'm going to end with tonight may not be as joyous as that story in the realization of the power of love and why love is my why. But let's take a look at Judas in the beginning of Luke 22, 1 through 6. Now the Feast of Unleavened Bread drew nigh, which is called the Passover. And the chief priests and scribes sought how they might kill him. Talking about Jesus here. For they feared the people. Then entered Satan into Judas, surnamed Iscariot, being of the number of twelve. And he went his way and communed with the chief priests and captains how he might betray him unto them. And they were glad and coveted to give him money. So Judas here is betraying Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. And in this act he severs his relationship with Jesus. And because of this. Jesus was betrayed. And Jesus was put to death. And we'll skip ahead. To Judas. Realizing what happened. And when they had bound him. They led him away. And delivered him to Pontius Pilate. The governor. Then Judas. Which had betrayed him. And when he saw that he was condemned, repented himself, and brought again the thirty pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned, and that I have betrayed the innocent blood. And they said, What is that to us? See thou to that. And he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple, and departed, and went and hanged himself. You see, Judas sinned against Jesus, but instead of seeking forgiveness and turning to his fellow disciples for help, Instead of loving Jesus, he turned to the world and out of guilt, he brought the silver back to the chief priest to try to fill the void left by guilt of his betrayal. And after doing so, after turning to the world and not turning back to Jesus, he killed himself because his why wasn't strong enough. His why couldn't get him through the struggle his own hands created. In my opinion, unlike Peter, his love for God was never in his entire life strong enough to outweigh the, que- the devil's question of why not. His why was not strong enough to outweigh the world. 
So as you listen to this podcast and find yourself struggling to live for God at times, especially in times like this, you have to ask yourself, what is your why? And if you can't answer it with certainty, take a moment, dig deep, and really have a conversation with God. Ask yourself, if your why isn't there, what must you do? Thank you guys for listening. Um, Y'all have a good rest of uh, coronavirus time. I will be praying for all of y'all in one big group prayer.